Hello and welcome to Soul Conversations with Dante, a podcast for all things mindset, manifestation and aligned entrepreneurship. I am Dante Amato, your host, and I am so happy you've found me. As a mindset and growth coach, I am 100% obsessed with helping you blend spiritual flow and intuition into your business and all parts of your life. And I'm here to teach you how to follow your bliss, find your flow, and manifest all the magic and abundance that's destined for you. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Angel Face. Welcome to this week's episode of Soul Conversations. I'm sitting down to record this episode this morning after an incredibly fulfilling last 48 hours. If you've been watching on on Instagram, you would have seen that I've just launched my very first retreat in March of next year. And in 24 hours, we've almost sold out and I could not be happier and I could not be more pleased at the timing of this episode because we are going to tie those two things in a little bit later because today's episode is all around what it means to do the work, to like to do the work. What the fuck does it even mean? (laughs) I have this conversation with people all the time and they do these inverted commas around what doing the work really means. And if you have ever done any kind of personal development work or self-discovery work, you will know what doing the work means, how it feels. It's the actual epitome of when people say, if you know, you know, because unless you've been there, unless you've experienced it, it's actually almost impossible to articulate how it feels, what happens to you, the transformations that can happen, this metamorphosis, the death and the rebirth cycles. It's really hard to articulate, but I... I'm going to try and do that for you today. For me, doing the work means meeting yourself, like meeting yourself on the deepest levels, really allowing yourself to meet the parts of you that you may be hiding, the parts of you that you might not like as much as the really fun parts, the really outgoing parts of you that everyone knows you for. We're talking about the other parts. It means addressing your past, addressing all the things that have happened to you in your, in your past that have made you the person that you are today. It means healing your wounds. It means evolving. It means growing. It means getting uncomfortable. Doing the work means all of these things. It means authenticity, right? And this is my most favorite byproduct of doing the work. It is the authenticity that you can step into And for me, authenticity is not just knowing who you are at a deep level, right? That has to happen first. You have to really get to know who you are. But once you have done that, to become authentic, it means also committing to being that person, being the person that you say you are. And even more importantly, and this is so important, being the person that you inherently are. Not a version that somebody else has of you, not a version that you thought you had to be, not a version that you believe is more likable. It is being the person that you inherently are. And this is the person that is the easiest to be once you have done the work. It's accepting all parts of you, all of them, and showing that version to the world, like showing this version of you. 
Authenticity is palpable. And I'm sure that you will agree with me when I say I, I, I love social media. I love it. There are beautiful parts of it. There are parts of it that sometimes disappoint me. But one of the things that I absolutely adore about social media is the opportunity that it gives us to create authentic connections and you feel authenticity, right? There is nothing that you can say or do that can fake authenticity. It's a feeling. It's an energy. It takes courage. It takes a huge amount of self-awareness and it takes self-acceptance, accepting all of the parts of you. And when I show up on social media and I connect with people who I instantly feel their authenticity ooze through, I just, there, there is nothing that I love more. And for me as a business owner and as a personal brand and as a coach and a mentor, authenticity is at the core of my work, my life, my connections, my friendships. And if you can nail authenticity, if you can meet yourself firstly, deep enough to be able to nail authenticity, the result of those two things mean that you get to live a life of truth and purpose that feels really easeful, not easy. There is a difference, but easeful. It means even in challenging times, you're good. Even when you're faced with conflict, you're good. Even if when you're having someone project all their shit all over you, you're good. Even when you're feeling really uncomfortable and making difficult decisions, you're good because you know exactly who you are. You've met yourself on that deep level and you know who you are at your core. And when you're being that person, life becomes easeful. And this is the kicker for me. This is like the best part. This level of meeting yourself and this level of authenticity makes you magnetic. It enables you to be surrounded by people who genuinely want to be around you. It is an equal energy exchange. It's deeper connections within your friendships. If you have a business, and especially if you're a business like me, it means that your people feel you and they trust you and they want to be in your world because this authentic part of you that shows up like you in your most authentic self is magnetic and it's trustworthy and it's connected. It means that the people that are meant for you will stay around and the people that don't get you will leave. And both of those things are perfect and they're great and we should want them. Obviously in the line of work that I do, I see a lot of women come into my world who get to this stage in their life where they just know that it's time to start doing the work. (laughs) They just know. And people often get here when they either just kind of get sick of their own shit Like I often hear the words, surely this isn't it. Like, is this it for me? Is this, is this it? Or I will hear words like, I am so drained. People are draining me. My work is draining me. And this is this real like misalignment that happens, which is also a great sign that it's time to do some work. Sometimes it sounds like I have everything I want on paper. I have a husband and a house and a job and kids And all the things that I thought would make me happy, but I just don't feel fulfilled. I hear that a lot. Sometimes it's mums who have just started to become really aware 
that they're just angry all the time. They're yelling at their kids. They're reacting, overreacting. They're overly emotional. Sometimes it shows up as just this feeling of real disconnect in your relationships. However it starts and however it presents itself to you, once you feel this moment, once you feel these things, once you become aware of these things, you can't go back. There's only two options. You stay still and you stay in it and you stay in that life or you move forward because once you become aware of something, you can't become unaware of it. It's like you've noticed something. So if you are feeling into this conversation, if you're feeling into parts of you that are like, okay, it might be time, might be time to do some work. I want you to really listen in and receive this episode because I'm going to be sharing with you some ways that you can start some ways that you can just start to unravel the parts of you that need to have some attention shone on them. I want you to imagine that you've just been given a spotlight, like a little torch and you get to shine it around all the parts of you that might be in the dark, in the shadows, because right now you have the opportunity to either stay still and stay here or move forward. Now the key, the absolute key to doing this work, to doing the work, you're going to get so sick of me saying those words. (laughs) The key to doing the work is self-awareness. Once you become aware of things, you can't become unaware of them. Now, self-awareness is essentially, it is the psychological state in which the self becomes the focus of attention. So it is a way of living, a way of being, a way of thinking where your own self becomes the focus for your entire life. And you'll, you'll start to become really aware of how you react to others. Now notice that I didn't say you'll become aware of how others make you feel because The point of self-awareness is that it's all on us and we start to become aware that we have control of every part of our life, including how others make us feel, right? Because we're allowing ourselves to feel a certain way. So you're going to start to become aware of how you react to other people. You might become aware of how you speak about yourself, how you respond to certain situations, how you show up in your relationships and your friendships. You might even start to notice patterns that keep reoccurring in your life. And it's the same pattern, but it is showing up in all the different aspects of your life. It might show up at work. It might show up in your business. It might show up in your marriage. It might show up in your parenting. You might start to notice traits that you have that you don't necessarily like. Now, I was listening to this brilliant presentation by Cohen Ray this week, and he was talking about the fact that everyone has all traits. We have all traits. They just get expressed at different levels, different frequencies, and different volumes. So all of us have narcissistic qualities. All of us have greedy qualities. We have jealous qualities. We have dishonest qualities. All of us have a full range of traits. We all have them, but it is about how they show up and when they show up. If there is a part of you, if there is a part of you that thinks that no part of you is bad, then you are in trouble because that is more dangerous than realizing that 
you have traits that you don't like and deciding to do something about them. Because when you just think that you're a perfect person, you will have that. It will become a difficulty in your life. It really will. It'll show up in your relationships. It'll show up in your work. We all have characteristics that are bad. All of us. It's just how and when and why they show up and what we're willing to do about them. We often talk about shadow work, you know, the parts of us that are in the shadow, the parts of us that are in the light. And when things are in the shadow, it's like you can see them and you can see that they're in the shadow. So you bring them in the light to work on them and to alchemize them and to heal them. When you have things that are in the dark and you're not aware of them, they just fester and they become they become the things that stop us from going anywhere in life. They become the things that stop us from having really deep and meaningful connections. They're the things that stop us from fulfilling a really purpose-filled career. They, they just fester. Becoming self-aware means that you're going to meet parts of yourself for sure. Become more aware of those around you. You're going to become more aware of your own beliefs. You will start to realize these beliefs that you have got in your brain that affect the way that you show up in your life. You'll become aware of how you have been programmed. You'll become aware of how you're currently being influenced by the people around you. You, if you're lucky enough, you'll become aware of what wounds you have, which is really important. We're going to talk about that a bit more. And you will become aware of all of your versions, all of your traits So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about some of the main issues, uh, some of the main topics or themes that becoming self-aware might bring you through. And you might resonate with all of these. There might be one that is highlighted for you, but this is to give you a bit of a snapshot on what it looks like to do the work. When you hear people say, I'm in it, I'm like, I'm doing the work, I'm working through the stuff. This is what they're talking about. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that affects us very, very deeply and probably the deepest as far as who we are, how we behave, how we show up, how we respond, how we react is our upbringing and the way we were conditioned from birth. Now, the most influential years for us as a child, as far as our conditioning goes, is from birth until seven and Basically, during this time, we do what we are shown. So we create our familiar. So whatever it is that we're exposed to regularly, we create that as our familiar and our brain turns that familiar into safety. So whatever our brain sees as familiar, it will believe to be safe. Now you can see how this can unravel us very quickly if we are brought up in, for example, a childhood that has domestic violence or abuse or substance abuse or poverty, or even brought up with parents who are carrying their own trauma that is unhealed. And as babies, we are exposed to those wounds. Our brain will turn that scenario into familiar and safe. And so growing up, we will take that situation and every time that is challenged, right? 
our brain is going to try and convince us that we're not safe. And this is how like these patterns that we are exposed to as children, how they can continue to show up the whole way through our life until we actually decide to do something about it. We are incredibly heavily influenced by our caregivers as children. And what's really interesting to unpack here is that most of the forms of this conditioning is actually built from our perception. It's not actually reality. Sometimes it it doesn't even have to be exactly what happened, but it's how we perceive it as a child. Okay. So let me give you an example of imagine a mom standing at a stove cooking and there's a hot pan on the stove and there's flames under the pan and she's cooking away and there's lots of things going on for her and her little toddler comes up and tries to grab onto her leg and maybe tries to like you know get her attention and pull pull itself up to be held and the mum acting out of pure safety and instinct to protect the child kind of uses her leg to like kick the child away. Now, I don't mean that in an aggressive way, but you know, like you're kind of not pushing the child away. So as a mom, the intention there is safety. And I don't want this child to get oil splattered on it or hot water spilt on it or whatever it is. The perception of this little toddler could be, I'm annoying or my mom doesn't love me or she's not showing me any intention. So I'm not good enough. Now this little perception creates a big story for a little person. And so what will happen is if that happens in more than one time in the day, or if it happens just like as, as a child, it's a core becomes a core memory. We can create this whole story around us not being good enough or being annoying or really having to like fight for our mom's attention or whatever. This is how we create stories from our perception when it's not actually reality. Now, here's what's really, really important to know here. The only way that this work is ever going to work for you is by taking full self-responsibility. And so we look at the scenario, especially of our upbringing, and sometimes the human instinct will be that we want to blame our parents. We want to blame our caregivers when the only way to work through this is to take full responsibility of what you're going to do now. So we we walk away from the blame game and we can accept the things that we're exposed to, what happens to us, and we take full responsibility and we step into full empowerment that this is our own stuff to own and that we are going to do something about it. It is not about blaming. It's not about expecting more. We're allowed to be disappointed with our upbringing. We are allowed to feel sad if we missed out on things. But the only way that this work is going to work for you is if you take full responsibility of what happens next. So the other thing that is hugely impactful on developing a strong sense of self-awareness is how we see the world how we see the world and how we react and respond to certain scenarios and situations. This is definitely about our perception of things and our own beliefs and how we see the world is also formed through our own life experiences and our own trauma, things that we have gone through. And 
here's what I want you to know about this. And this can be a huge breakthrough for people. If you're having difficulty with a relationship in your life, whether it be a friend or family member or whoever, someone at work, two people can be going through the exact same experience and have totally different stories of what's actually happening. In the same way that two people can have experienced exactly the same childhood and have a completely different story of what it was like for them because our brains work through perception and the perception creates this lens almost, right? And whatever we believe, our brain is going to try and find proof for that because we always want to be right. And so you might have experienced something, created a belief around that, and you have decided that that's how it is. Another person could have experienced exactly the same thing, formed a different belief, and their perception is completely different to yours. Once you can become really aware of the way that you view the world and how it is just your perception and potentially not the truth, it just means that you can become curious And curiosity is a huge key to doing the work because you cannot believe that your truth is the only truth. I want you to take that with you today because it's really important. Another aspect of doing the work and becoming self-developed, should we call it (laughs) self-developed, emotionally developed, emotionally intelligent, is having the capacity to understand that we look through the lens of our own wounds And we all have wounds, all of us. It doesn't matter how beautiful and perfect your childhood was or your life has been. I guarantee you there will be some part of you that is wounded. And for most of us, there will be one core wound, like one wound from the inner child that repeatedly shows up in our life. Now, we generally, and of course, generally speaking, We have all experienced something or a repeated reality that has created a wound that continues to show up in our adult life. And let me try and just articulate quickly what this could feel like. It's kind of like when you react or respond in a way that is completely like out of character, or you know that it's an overreaction, or you feel like it's a very immature way to respond. Or the adult part of you is like, why do I even feel like that? Like, this is ridiculous. There are literally too many core wounds to list. Like there there are so many, I would be here all day. But some really common ones are like a core wound of abandonment or not being liked, never being good enough, not fitting in. And these can develop early in childhood, but sometimes they're also really strongly developed in our teenage years. So a couple of weeks ago inside the U project, which is an incredible 12 month life mentorship program that I have, I took the girls inside through this process of identifying what their core wounds were and helping them see how they're showing up in their current life and really creating an opportunity for them to be able to heal those wounds. And one of my beautiful members inside the U project dug deep and unraveled this experience that she had as a teenager at high school, only having one close friend 
And when that close friend was away or when she couldn't come to school or was on holidays or whatever, um, this client of mine would spend her whole lunchtime kind of hiding in the library, um, pretending that she was busy and, and doing things and just spending the whole time feeling completely like no one liked her and she didn't belong. And what was interesting, not about that scenario, because my gosh, I'm sure many of us have experienced something like that. I know I have. I also used to hide in the library at lunchtime when my friend was away because I didn't really have a huge circle of friends. What is surprising though, is that this feeling, this desire, this wound that she has to be liked by everyone is showing up for her in her businesses. And she's a very successful, um, multiple business owner. And she was starting to feel into like these conflicts that kept showing up. And she's like, I don't know why I react and respond like this. Like, I don't know why I'm arguing in the way that I am. And I don't know why I'm feeling like this. And it wasn't until she went back and realized that it's exactly the same feeling that she had as a teenager. It's exactly the same. And the feeling is the same, right? Different circumstance as an adult, but that feeling was exactly the same. And her wound was, if I have to be bring up any conflict or if I have to be directing my business, they're not going to like me and I'm going to have no friends and I'm going to be basically in the library by myself. Now, my own core wound, and I'm very aware of it, and I've been very aware of it probably for the last six or seven years. I've done a lot of work around it. I have a core wound of abandonment. So my wound shows up in a way, well, it doesn't anymore because it's very healed, but it used to show up in a way that I had a huge fear around doing anything that would make people not love me because I had this fear that they would leave if they didn't love me. And for me, it showed up with huge people pleasing tendencies, um, putting everybody else's needs before my own, not speaking my truth, not asking for the things that I wanted. And it kind of just left me feeling quite frustrated and resentful and unfulfilled. And it was a huge pill to swallow and something that like healing that wound for me and being aware of it has been absolutely pivotal in creating the life that I have now. And I'll tell you also what happens with these core wounds is that they don't necessarily disappear and go away forever. They always are there. And it's like, you have the decision to be able to just recognize it and be like, I I know what that is. I know why I'm feeling like this. That is actually not my truth. That is a story. I understand there's a part of me that needs to be, um, validated here by this feeling, but I am safe to speak my truth. No one is going to leave me. I'm very loved. And I make a decision from that empowered place. So how these wounds might show up for you, in your life as an adult, they, they often show up in romantic relationships, in marriages and intimate relationships. They will often show up in business when we're being challenged or when things are feeling stressful or whether we have these tendencies of like over-controlling or micromanaging, um, potentially you are very defensive. They can also show up in parenting and gosh, 100%, if you've got any kind of mother wound or father wound, <laughs> They will show up when you become a parent and they will be very clear to you because you will have reactions and responses that are quite out of proportion to what is happening. And these, they will often show up in in your friendships as well. If they're sister wounds, if you have wounds from your teenage years, you watch them show up in your friendships. 
The thing with these core wounds are once you are aware of what your actual core wound is and you have a deep understanding of where that came from, you can heal it. It's like you can tend to it as a wound and you can clean it up, put some dressings on it, give it some fresh air, put it out in the sunshine, take some supplements and the wound will clear up. If you do nothing with that wound, it just festers. And it will continue to show up in your life as a wound and become problematic for you. And so this is also a really huge part of doing the work. So guys, like I could actually, this episode could go for four hours and I don't want it to, because I know that you're all out working, walking, cooking, folding the laundry, doing whatever it is that you do when you listen to these. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three tips, three takeaways that you can take from this episode and start to put into practice straight away. If you are feeling the call to step into the work and to do some more personal growth, self-discovery, some healing, the first thing that you need to do, the very first thing is you need to make the decision and commitment to get to know yourself on a very deep level understand your upbringing, understand your core wounds, understand why you react to things the way that you do, understand a bit more about your childhood and maybe the things that you're exposed to. You maybe need to be curious about the things that you believe. The second thing is, and this is a huge piece of self-awareness here, is that when you feel an emotion that you don't like, For example, when you feel triggered, when you feel jealous or frustrated or resentful, or when you react out of proportion, when you yell at someone, when you overreact, you know, like when you're overly emotional or when you feel yourself respond with a level of maturity that you are not impressed with, be curious, be curious, reflect, pause, before you get into an argument with someone, before you text them back, before you get defensive, pause and try and figure out what that emotion is reminding you of. What is that emotion reminding you of? And the last thing, and this is the most important part of this entire episode, this actually could be one of the most important lessons of your life. So let's just take a second. If you want to live a life that feels amazing and aligned and abundant and authentic and purposeful and have deep connections and heal yourself, you need to take full responsibility for every single thing in your life. It is not the job of anyone around you to change, to fix you, to heal you, to make you feel a certain way, to say a particular thing for you that you're waiting to hear. No one in your life is responsible for doing that. Taking full responsibility for every single thing in your life to owning every part of you is the only way. You are the only person that's responsible for how you feel, how you act, how you behave, how you respond. That's nobody else's responsibility. So the next time that you hear yourself saying, they made me feel so angry 
Why do they make me feel like that? I want you just to pause for a second and reframe that into, I feel so angry when, right? I feel so angry when that happens to me. Why am I reacting like this? Why does this grind my gears so much? Why am I feeling so jealous right now? Turn everything back onto yourself. It will really speed up this process. I guarantee you. It really will. Now I have made for you a incredible little mini series. And when I say I've made it for you, I haven't made it for you yet. It is coming. It is in production stage. It's a couple of weeks away, but it's called meet yourself. And this is a five day experience of self-discovery of truth and deep connection that is going to set you up with clarity and direction to change your life. If this is where you're at, if you are like, yes, I'm ready, but I don't know where to start. It is a mini series that comes via video into your inbox every day for five days. And the estimated release date is about mid-November, right? So you don't need to do anything in the meantime, apart from sign up to have this sent to you when it's released. There is a link in the show notes to do that. So I want you to go do that as soon as you have pressed stop on this episode. And I'm really hoping that this is going to be a powerful and transformative little mini series to get you started on your journey of self-discovery and of self-awareness and of doing the work. I want you to join me and do the work. I can tell you from my own personal experience, it will be probably the hardest thing that you've ever done and it will end you up with the most beautiful life that you've ever imagined. I'm so grateful that you were able to join me for today's episode. I've really enjoyed sharing these learnings with you. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you know someone that really needs to get it into their ears, just give it a little share. Um, Tag me on Instagram if you decide to share it. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would be epically grateful. I hope you have the most beautiful day wherever in the world that you are. Please, as always, my DMs are open. So drop in and tell me how you enjoyed today's episode, any takeaways, or if you've got any questions. So grateful that you're here and I'll see you next week.